Joining me now for Locked On Gators is John Garcia, Locked On's recruiting insider. And before we get into it, I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College. Terms and conditions apply. And before we get into that even further, I would also like to thank Cormani McLean and the Miami Hurricanes uh, because they've just been incredibly entertaining. It is very fun that we talked a lot about Jaden Rashada, Cormani McLean between Florida and Miami, and neither of them get either of them, which is just really at least we screwed ourselves. Don't up. you love like, recruiting? I mean, <laughs> it's the best. Um, at least Florida shot themselves in the foot. I don't know if I feel better about that. I don't know if I feel better about Florida shooting themselves in the foot or just straight up losing the kid to another kid. I don't know what I feel better about, but I'm going to say that I feel better about, about that's, that's, the, that's the take for sure. self-inflicted wound. You know, you fix that and you're good. Um, but no 2023 here. We're talking 2024, kind of 2023, I guess, a little bit, because there are rumors of DJ Lagway, Florida Gators, is a very highly ranked quarterback, uh, reclassifying, like I said, rumors. Um, and before we even talk about whether or not that's a good decision for DJ Lagway personally, I don't understand the logic behind reclassifying DJ Lagway or, or anybody because – at this point, you're not really going to be here until the summer. Spring practices have started. Right. They, like, their training has started already. But what is what even is the purpose of asking DJ Lagway to reclassify? Not saying Florida did that, but the rumor. Just saying that asking him to reclassify. When the only reason I can think of is we really need a win right now. <laughs> Look, I, I think normally the reclassification game is – a correction. Usually it is the quarterback position and it's it's these kids that are are held back a little bit uh you know from a time perspective. They start school a little late so they could be that much bigger, faster, stronger, better by the time, you know, recruiting rolls around and they can get more offers and um, you know, make dad happy in most cases. Um but in this case, yeah, it seems like the goal for a potential reclassification would have been just to get another body in, in the quarterback room a, a little bit sooner. But the the pressure it puts on the kid is really tough. I mean, we've we've talked to JT Daniels. We've talked to these quarterbacks that have made these, these skipping an entire academic year moves, and it really puts pressure on you mentally because you've got to double your class load um, while still, you know, staying in shape and doing all the things that made you in this position in the first place. And it really puts a lot of stress on you in order – to, to get you on college in one, in this case, just one semester earlier. I think that's a great point you brought up. If there was a scenario where he would potentially arrive in, in January this month, maybe it's worth it, right? Maybe you say, okay, he can get through the spring, um, assimilate towards college life and, and take those, those freshman lumps on the field mentally and or physically in the spring months, as opposed to fall camp, where it is very much more associated with the actual season that wouldn't even be a possibility in this scenario. So it really wouldn't make a whole lot of sense other than the perceptional win, which is fine, I guess, but really it would, it would, he'd be a, a depth chart uh, nightmare, right? Because now all of a sudden he expects something that might not be there for him at UF immediately. You know, is he a scout team guy, something he probably never had aspirations <laughs> to contribute towards, you know, how does that work mentally going forward? Even if, 
things go well. I mean, there's so many dominoes that could fall negatively from a reclassification uh, from a mental and physical standpoint that, yeah, unless it is an emergency situation or one that you kind of limp into. I, I forget the kid, but there was a quarterback a couple years ago who didn't realize he was only a couple extra credits away from graduation. So he went ahead and did it in the summer. Uh, but that's a different situation than adding an entire year of academics on, on top of where you're at. Um, so unless you're dramatically ahead and it just kind of makes sense logistically, nine times out of 10, you, you want your quarterback coming uh, on the right trajectory in January uh, after his senior football season. And that would be fine. I mean, Florida's got uh, maybe not the names a lot of us expected, but they've got the bodies. They've got experience now in that quarterback room and, and they're going to the roll out in 2023 with that group. Most likely it should also be noted, Brandon, that there's another portal window, right? This, the spring portal window will be just as intense. I mean, look, look across the sec there at Ole Miss. You think all three of those quarterbacks are going to be there for game one. It, it would be a borderline shock at this point. So there's still going to be some portal movement and some big names in the portal after spring ball uh, and the dust around it settles. So again, thrusting in a DJ Lagway in the summer after that portal window opens and, and closes uh, would only be uh, creating a log jam, in my opinion. You, you've got DJ on board. He's an elite recruit. He's a national name. Extend the amount of time that you can benefit around that as opposed to rushing him uh, towards Gainesville for good. And look, he's a great player who who made big strides sophomore year to junior year, but he's he's still got a ways to go. You want him to make another jump before he gets to college as opposed to using some of that potential eligibility while he is making the same gains he would have made as, as a high school senior. So pros and cons to both sides of this thing. Um, but in this case specifically, I think it actually works out better for Florida if DJ stays in the traditional class of 24. Yeah, I think the biggest reasons that I have for him not reclassifying are that at this point, you won't get him until a mid-year enrollee. So he's going to be a summer kid. He's not going to pick up a playbook. Like he's not going to learn the playbook in time to be your starting quarterback at all. So you're essentially bringing him in to redshirt for no reason. Um, <laughs> you're losing a spring, right? Because it's not like he's going to play spring ball in high school because he's not going to be at that school. He's not going to be at Willis High School in the fall. So naturally they would move on from DJ and start to rebuild their own quarterback room. So now he's not even getting that, that work he would have gotten otherwise. Yeah. And if he's as good as you think he's going to be, then he's going to be an NFL draft prospect sooner rather than later. Again, this is assuming he works out. He's going to be a draft prospect sooner rather than later, which means that you have him as your starter for 2024 and 2025. And then he's gone. Whereas if he doesn't reclassify, then you have him 24, 25, 26, and you get, at least three years of him starting and you get the lumps out of the way in 2024, which isn't expected to be a great year for Florida anyway. But um, today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by Bet Online. The Florida Gators were four-point underdogs on Wednesday against Texas A&M. And I told you, I told you, I said, I'm going to take them to cover the spread because if they lose, it's going to be a close one. Look what happened. They lost, yeah, by two. They covered the spread. If you tailed it, if you did whatever it was, congratulations. Uh, I made you some money. I'll take my standard agent 3%. That's fine. Um, that's that's what I'll do. But 
Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn all about the trends and action. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by Built Bar, and it is a new year. If your New Year's resolution, which many people have New Year's resolutions, I don't, by the way. I, I like to say that because I, I fail mine or I just like, I feel like I shouldn't need the new year to motivate me um, personally. I don't care what anybody else does. But if yours is about getting fit, like most are eating healthier, whatever it might be, losing weight, whatever it is, make sure to include Built Bar in your plan and then your diet. I have a hardcore sweet tooth, which is why I eat Built Bar. Because again, I, I try to remain not disgusting to myself year round. And with a sweet tooth, that's hard to do. But Built Bar is coated in 100% chocolate. Most bars have 130 calories and just four net carbs, along with 17 grams of protein. And they're finally in stores. So go to Built or BuiltBar.com or go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and get Built bar and enjoy that mother trucker assuming that he stays in 2024 assuming he actually shows up to Gainesville um because you know why not why wouldn't something like that happen I but see why you're a little gun shy talking yeah you, you, you can see why because we had two QBs and then we had none um <laughs> so yep. when you're this early in the game how do you focus on filling the rest of your 2024 class because I realize I just said we're this early we're not that early. Like we're less than a year away from these guys getting on campus and everything, but Florida under Billy Napier added a quarterback late in the 2023 cycle. They added Marcus Stokes in the summer, but he was never really the guy. He was just, well, we have a quarterback. So there's that. And then you add Jaden Rashada, you kick out Marcus Stokes and then you lose Jaden Rashada. So it was, it was kind of weird to see how the whole process worked out, but if you're Florida, how do you go about filling the rest of the class around DJ Lagway? I think with a quarterback on, on board so early, and that's a great point, Brandon, like that's very necessary uh, for Florida in this build up to 24. You can now be a little bit more elongated in some of those calculations, right? As opposed to at different points feeling almost rushed in the 23 cycle, you can now be more calculated. You've got your main face of the franchise, leader of the pack on board already. And you could start to build from there. I, I think it allows you to rely more heavily on, you know, that huge support staff that Florida's got on board under Napier, allow the evaluations to really dictate the board as opposed to the competition or, or anything else and allow that thing to marinate. And now you can present DJ who you want to be an extension of your coaching staff. You can present him with, Hey, these are the 10 to 15 players, offense, defense, whatever it is that we really need to focus on. If you want to go and, and start nudging these guys, go ahead, as opposed to bringing in a quarterback later in the cycle, and he kind of just presents as just another player. Like how much did Marcus Stokes and or especially Jaden Rashada help build the Florida recruiting classes? I, I, I can't point to any recruit that they were extremely pivotal for. So now when you elongate the opportunity for that, not only do you have more room to – adjust when some of the dominoes inevitably start falling your way and other ways but you also have more time for dj in theory to build those relationships because there are no rules against peer-to-peer -peer recruiting contact communication all those things so now by the time you get closer to the fall and signing day he's got had a, a six seven eight month relationship with a lot of these top gator targets and they'll feel that much more comfortable 
about uh, joining up. I mean, if you look at the top recruiting classes this past year, most of them had the QB one on board pretty early. You know, Nico to Tennessee was a very early deal. Bama had two different quarterbacks commit, uh, one early in the spring, one in the summer. That helped out to to build that class. Uh, Arch Manning, obviously, early summer. So you have even more time than some of those cases to build some of those relationships. And those schools that finish near the top, which is always the goal for UF, those quarterbacks played a huge part. Don't tell me Arch Manning didn't play a huge part in Texas's great class. Um, and, and it goes so on and, and down forth. So I think all of that is very important. You can build relationships peer to peer as opposed to uh, just coach to recruit. Yeah, that was actually going to be one thing that I wanted to ask about as far as like, do you just go like, hey, we want this receiver out of Lake City, go hit him up and, and try to nudge him over because this is also a, a not a weird situation, but DJ Lagway, he committed uh, like December 7th, I think it was. Uh, he committed December 7th specifically because he said, I'm ready to build my class. So he, he's already got, I mean, he had no part in Chauncey Bowens or in uh, Miles Graham, but he, he still has them in that class already. Mm-hmm. They have been very vocal. So now you kind of just go, hey, DJ, like we want these kids. And by the way, uh, I don't know what role Marcus Stokes played in recruiting anybody, but I know Jaden Rashada, the only commit Florida got after he flipped was Caden Jones. And I want to assume that it really had nothing to do with yeah, Jaden Rashada there. Um, but yeah, so, so that, so that's how it goes where the coaching staff can kind of just be like, Hey, like we want this kid, go get him, build your class or build your class, I guess we'll say. Um, Cause it's like, yeah, not really, but kind of, um, but, but he's, he's QB one for the class. He's not going to have competition there. Maybe a, a portal kid will come in later, but it's his class. So bringing in is literally just the coaching staff, assuming the coaching staff goes, Hey, we want this kid, nudge him a bit. hundred percent. I mean, that, that really becomes an extension of the staff. Um, there, again, there are no rules uh, against it. So every coaching staff wants the QB on board early, if at all possible, especially Two cases here where one national name, everybody knows him, committed early, big stage, dual threat, fun, fun to watch, a guy everybody can kind of understand. Okay, I see why he was so coveted. And two, a kid from outside of the region and the footprint. Uh, I think that's even bigger for Florida in this this build up to 24, because, you know, the state of Florida is always going to be important. You're always going to be able to pluck talent. That's really been Napier's M.O., uh, since he took over was really dominating the state of Florida and then using the other states as as sort of a supplement, especially in that traditional SEC belt. But with the Texas kid being the face of your program, it really extends your potential reach. I, I don't have the Gators roster in front of me, but I can't imagine there's double digit Texans on that roster right now. So now you can potentially dip into one of the other most fertile states uh, in, in this country. So I think that can really help you on both ends from one end of Florida saying, Hey, nudge this receiver from Houston or Dallas or whatever it is. But then on the other side, maybe DJ with his, he's ambitious, right? And he wants to build the class. It's something he's talked about. Maybe he nudges Florida and says, Hey, this, this kid in Dallas, I don't know if he's got the offer, but uh, he might be worth a look. And, and I've seen both of those situations play out for great recruiting classes. So I think, DJ has an opportunity to be a, a true ambassador and one, one of those quarterbacks that the moment he gets on campus, everyone knows him, everyone likes him, everyone recognizes 
what he's done. I mean, think of like a Tua Tungavailoa. The moment he got to, to Bama, everybody already knew all the, the things to know about him, and the class largely credited him for, for a lot of its construction, and it was a very national group when you bring in a West Coast kid like that. So I think DJ could have a similar impact to where he's both uh, reciprocating interest that Florida's showing and then maybe even creating interest on his own end and fostering all those relationships there in between. So it's it's an ideal situation for Florida to be in. Yeah, all right, awesome. Thank you. Um, Seven kids, by the way, from Texas. Um, okay, there you go. I was, I was trying to be conservative. I'm like, let me just say double digits because if I said <laughs> a half dozen, I might be wrong. So yeah, go. yeah, we got we got seven there. Um, so there's that, and hopefully add in some um, more contributors from the state of Texas. We'll, we'll say that based on who's on the roster now. But uh, thank you so much, John. This is John Garcia, Lockdowns Recruiting Insider. Catch him all throughout the Lockdown College Channel, and now three weeks in a row. We're three out of 52, by the way, we're three out of 52 here. Let's keep it going, baby.